Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Happy Saturday. Welcome to Bring It In The House. This is the brand new talk entertainment show. It's 30 minutes long, just enough to give you that meal. Yes, we feature musicians, entertainers, artists, and leaders. We spotlight them and you know, give them that platform to share with us what they bring to the table each and every day. We're excited this week to have a fabulous young man out of Memphis, Tennessee. He prefers to go by the title as small business proprietor. Let's give a warm welcome to CL <laughs> Maiden, better known as Goose. Hey, how you doing folks? How's everybody doing? <laughs> Millie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thanks so much. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you. We're so great to, to have you on the show. And uh, oh, yeah, you know, we go way country. back, Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis 10. And now you're Memphis a big 10. time uh, photographer, studio owner, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I feel the So um, I don't want to spread it on too thick because I know you you're kind of shy, right? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. And like I said, I still and I prefer I prefer that title, like I said, a small business entrepreneur, because um uh, one time somebody just said, hey, you're the CEO of this. And I was kind of like, no, I'm not the chief executive officer. I actually still have a real job <laughs> that I have to go to, you know, and I still work. So, you know, for me, this is a real good passion. It's a good pastime. Um, I do make, you know, money on, you know, doing this type of work, but I still do it for the art and I still do it just because I love it. Awesome. How long have you been in the business now? Ooh, I picked up my first camera, I want to say 1985, maybe 86. And uh, when I did, I bought a really high end camera. And the truth be told, folks, I sucked. I was horrible. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't read the directions. So I would go Prepare, through 36 rolls. You know, <laughs> I'd go through 36 rolls. And I go okay. through 36. 36 frames of photos and I'd get them back from the store and I'd be like, what is this? There'd be lines in them, stuff mm -hmm. be out of focus, lighting was terrible. And uh, I kept at it though. I kept at it and I kind of figured it out and um, I did it for a long time and then I just got out of it. I don't know, I, I just just really wasn't happy just doing it because you really need a black room, I mean a dark room to process all that stuff. So about, five or six years ago, I went ahead and I jumped back in. And it was a whole new world, it was all digital and things. So it was a whole new learning curve uh, before you could do a lot of different stuff in Lightroom. I mean, before you would do a lot of stuff in, in a dark room. Well now, since it's all digital, you have to use Photoshop, Lightroom, Capture One, these are different uh, photography editing programs. So it was a whole new curve for me. So I had to learn and believe it or not, I picked it up little at a time. Plus, plus, I had the good fortune. Um, one of the guys on the fire department where I worked at, uh, he worked for another fire department, but he just happened to be over at our station. And uh, yeah, that's me, folks. <laughs> that black guy right there. <laughs> that's the crew of guys that I worked with. Um, but at that time, another photographer linked me to another model because I was having problems getting models to work with which is really difficult. So this model, he came in, his name was Roland, and he came with another guy and another girl, and I shot him that day with what he had on, and I can still use those photographs. This guy is phenomenal. So 
to make a long story short, we ended up having a good working friendship. Uh, so he would come in and that's him right there that just popped wow. on the screen in the pink. <laughs> and I've shot him numerous times on numerous shoots over the course of a couple of years. So what would happen is he would say, well, let's try this. And I'd look at him like he was crazy. So I would do it and guess what happened? It, it would work. It would really come out looking really good. And then we just got into this whole thing where we do a lot of experimental shooting. We get some other models that would come in or I'd get another model and they'd come in. And uh, just a lot of good things would happen. That's some of my shadow work that I did with him. So a lot of black and white work, a lot of color work. Um, wow. Just, you know, it That's was just, really awesome. it, it just really would work out. But mm -hmm. um, without people like him and other photographers, like my buddy Melvin over at Left Eye, for me to do what I do, they have helped tremendously through just, you know, pushing me and then, you know, just giving me the opportunity to shoot differently. And even with commercial work that I do, I do some commercial work for a couple of boutiques like the Mabazi House of Style. They are actually a brick and mortar, you know, they're actually a brick and mortar store, but they also have an online store. So I've done work for them on multiple occasions. I just had a shoot uh, for them just recently, a couple of days ago that I did here in the studio for some more, that, some more stuff that goes in their catalog. Um, I have a calendar shoot coming up for St. Jude's, which is uh, St. Jude's Hospital, which you should know. Yeah. It's one of the most famous hospitals yes, in the world for children and, you know, working on. So I have that coming up and I have some other projects coming up and I've got new lighting and just a lot of different things that are going to come in to my studio. Wow. Now, just to let you know, my studio is actually not that big. You have mm -hmm. some studios that are huge. Uh, mine is not that big. And mm -hmm. but I get a lot done in here. Mm -hmm. So I have new lighting. Like right now, I currently use 11 different lights in my studio for different things. I have some big 600 watt lights, some 200 watt lights, some high powered LED lights. Uh, like the light that's right here shining on this ugly mug. That is a <laughs> LED light that's about this big putting off all that light. Yeah. Uh, the ambient light in the room has no effect on what you see on the screen. <laughs> but um, as of right now, like I said, I, I get a lot of work done in here and I just like to shoot when I can. And, and whenever I can, I just get out there and I try to find some subjects. And like when I was in Hawaii, I go out to Hawaii every year and uh, I shoot the landscape. I do a lot of street photography. I love to do street photography. Street photography is the best because it captures people. It captures people mm -hmm. just being themselves when they're not looking. Um, I did a thing. I did some shoots um, of the homeless in New York uh, when I was out in Nevada, out in Hawaii. And it's just it's amazing because and I don't have I didn't send you any of those, but. It's amazing because you see the world through their eyes and you can sit here. I had this one incredible shot where uh, a gentleman was, I was in New York and I was across the street and it was a McDonald's directly across the street from us. And he was sitting on a bench 
looking at the McDonald's and it just made me realize that this homeless guy is just this far away from having something to eat. But it's it could be 100 miles away because if you don't have any way to get that food and that was a pretty powerful shot for me. And it just lets me know that, you know, we're pretty blessed. You know, we got a roof over our heads and we're able to to work and, and eat and stuff like that. So yeah. that's the thing with photography. It brings the world for people to see a world that they may not know about or never seen before. I mean, you, if you think back <clears throat> when we were kids, you could open up National Geographic magazine and you could look at the whole world. You know, you open Jet magazine and you can look at what black people are doing. You open up Ebony, you see what black people are doing. You can open up Time magazine, the newspaper back before there was the internet. And that's how you found out things. You looked at a picture that had words attached to it. So mm -hmm. um, basically, I'm just still doing that. I'm, I'm just trying to bring life to people who've never seen something before. So. And you do it very well. You have a very strong eye for it. And I know you've been in the Memphis area for a while, but uh, you're not origi originally from Memphis, are you? No, no, no. I came here. Uh, I was in New York and I got transferred out here at that time. I was working for the Defense Department and uh, I, I came out and I was working on the Navy base. And uh, truth be told, I was I like got a second job right away. Everywhere I would go, I'd get a second job. And I was down there, I was working at this Kinko's in Memphis. <laughs> and uh, this beautiful, beautiful woman walked into Kinko's one day with a resume that <laughs> needed copies of this resume. And uh, when I met her, it was probably one of the most beautiful things that had happened to me because I was telling her, yeah, you know, I just got here, you know, working on Navy base and I just got here. <clears throat> and uh, she said something to me and I said, yeah, well, it's just me and my dog. <laughs> I had to fly back to New York to go get my dog. <laughs> and she says to me, she goes, oh, okay, that's cool. Well, and I said, well, how can I get a hold of this person? And I was like, I wanted to know how I could speak to this lady later. And she was like, uh. And she said, well, you can call me at my job. And I was like, oh, okay. And she said, she gave me her phone number to her job and I called it and she dedicated a song to me by Project Pat Call, just me and my dog. <laughs> oh man, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and believe it or not, that's too that funny. Encounter, that's too funny. That, so that encounter, that, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Didn't mean to that encounter that, that encounter uh <laughs> ended up becoming a very long 20 year friendship basically yeah yeah so um <clears throat> sorry on my end my my screen kind of died out for a second there so sorry not sure if you saw that or not but i was going to ask you um how did you come you know you transitioned from one end to the next and then you now you got this this uh successful studio uh, as a photographer and that name you gotta let you gotta put that name out there because uh, i mean how did you get that name <laughs> how did i get the name goose no your studio name dread oh dr oh dreadnought yeah, photo work yeah okay the name dreadnought is an old english word that means 
to dread nothing. Um, somewhere when I was still living in New York, I was trying to start like this t-shirt company that 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 worked on like extreme sports and stuff like that. So what I did was I came up with the red dreadnought and I had uh, drew out a logo and everything. And <clears throat> so that became dreadnought. That's what it was. That was my thing. So what happened was the t-shirt company, blip, it failed. <laughs> so, but I always remembered the name and uh, I, I actually have attached it to other things. So when I started my photography business, I just called it Dreadnought Photo Works and I spell works W-E-R-K-Z, which is German for W-O-R-K-S, works. So <laughs> I was just trying to be different. I wanted to have something that I felt nobody else, that no other body, that no one else was using that name. And technically I haven't seen anyone actually use the term Dreadnought Photo Works. So I'm glad about that because I don't have to worry about adding all those extra numbers and letters to it at the, <laughs> at the end. <laughs> How can they find you on social media? You got to put that out there. They can find me on social media at Dreadnought Photo Works on Instagram and on um, Facebook. Uh, my website currently is not up and running yet. Um, I do have one, but it's not fully finished yet. We've been working on it and uh, it'll probably be up hopefully next week and it'll be www.dreadnoughphotoworks.com. Um, but in the bio and in the in the, the contact information is right there yeah. on Facebook and on Instagram. My page is always open. It's really nice to look at. It's it's really it's a really well put together page with really good photos. Um, I did a lot of sports photography. So I would go out to center field in most places, let me go up into the tower and I sit in the tower and I get these incredible photographs that only you're going to see like in pro games. But these are for high school students or even little leaguers that are playing because I use some high powered lenses like 600 and 800 millimeters, which really stretch out and get you. And that the distance between home plate and center field is about 430 feet. So I was taking shots that look like you're watching a game on Monday Night Baseball. They were that close up and parents were just like, what? I got to have that. Like, you see my eyes? You see that? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> wow. So who were some of your early influencers, you know, who influenced you? Like some of the, you know, some photographers, big names like uh, Dor Dorothea Lang or Steve McCurry or some of those big names back in the day. Did any of those people inspire you to to go into this field? Honestly, no, none of them. I just picked up the camera. I, I know by that time I, I was probably like 19 when I picked up the camera for the first time. I just wanted a camera. I didn't have any aspirations. Just, I mean, I've done a lot of things in my life where I had zero aspirations <laughs> that I love doing. Um, yeah, I picked up the camera, no inspiration, no, I didn't, I never planned on being a photographer. I just wanted to take some pictures. And then I started being like, wow, I, maybe I could take a good picture. So I, since I was taking so many terrible pictures, I started to just try to get better at taking a photograph. And like I said, back then in the eighties, there was no YouTube, Wikipedia. I mean, you'd have to go to the store you know, you need to go down to the local bodega and go get 
a set of encyclopedias every week to find out anything. And, you know, I was in the military at that time, so uh, I probably could have taken a class on photography if there was one, which I'm 19. What do I know? Nothing. I'm just a soldier. So I just had to learn on my own through trial and error. And now in the digital age, it's been the same thing, but it's a lot it's a lot easier for me because I have so many other resources to look at. I have other resources to learn from. So like I said, uh, you've got YouTube, you've got Google, you've got books, you've got other photographers you can talk to and ask. And now with the World Wide Web, it's so much easier to get in contact with other people to just ask them simple questions on how to take a good picture. But always remember this, all photos are subjective. Yeah. Just because it looks good to you, just because it looks good to me, does not mean it looks good to you. Right. And it's all subjective. It is. Everything about photography is subjective. Um, the color, the background, the model, how they stand and what they wear. Is the hair blowing, not blowing? Is it in focus, out of focus? You may want, like this picture that you just put up right here. That is a 100% like Vogue type shot. The young lady, yes. who does, the lady who does my makeup, uh, she comes in. That's about a $250 makeup job, but she doesn't charge me that. Now, let me, can you keep that photograph up there for just a little bit? Let me explain to the people about that photograph. Basically, those earrings, those rings, the necklace, and the stuff you see coming off of her, it's a facade. And the reason I'm gonna tell you that is because we were doing that young lady's portfolio. That is all jewelry that is hanging up here in my studio. It's costume jewelry. It's costume jewelry, all of it. Really? That material you see? Yeah, that material that you see, that's a Walmart material. <laughs> we took a band and put it in the center and then we just clamped it. Yeah, clamped. Hold on a second. We used one of these clamps right here. Can you see that? It's a little bit clamped. And we just clamped it to her ponytail on the back of her head. That's what we did. Show it again. Let me see it again. You didn't hold it there. It's just a little, just a little okay. clamp. Really? <laughs> we just clamped that material to the back of her head. There are so many photographs that I've taken to build people's portfolios, young models. So what they do is they come in, they'll come in and I've got tons of material. I've got jewelry that's been donated by other people. I, I would go to my job at the hospital. And I'd be like, I'd ask all the nurses there. So, hey, you got, any, uh, you got any jewelry you don't want? I mean, just tons of it. So I got all this jewelry hanging on my back wall back there. And I've got rings and bandles, all kind of stuff. And we just slap it on their models, wrap them up as a Walmart. <laughs> wrap them up as a <laughs> They go to shooting, man. It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to put no secrets out here, but there's other times like, okay, um, I get clothes on loan from boutiques. I don't have to pay for them. They're very kind. And I put certain models, just certain models into them. And uh, love that. <laughs> and uh, we get clothes from certain boutiques and they are very generous. The most generous is the Mombazi House of Style. 
I get clothes from them all the time and jewelry. And I have probably like two or three models that I put in those clothes. And then I shoot them and I use it for the model. I use it for Mombazi's House of Style. And I use it as portfolio work to show other boutiques what we do as far as branding for them or you know what we're capable of doing instead of them just standing out there with a cell phone taking pictures of themselves in their, their clothes. Um, so that's the fun part. Let me explain to you what the worst part of photography is for me. Okay. The worst part is when I have to sit down and edit. Editing takes so long. I know photographers that go, oh, I love to edit. Oh, it's so relaxing. Not for me, it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> if I could afford a professional retoucher, I would. Yes, because yes. what they don't know is, and what people don't understand is this, when it comes time to retouch a photograph, you have to go in and remove every blemish one spot at a time. There is no, like people using their cell phone and they make themselves look weird. They all look like they just came out of Madame Tussauds Wax Factory actually. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. <laughs> so, um, like I said, when we retouch photographs, that takes a long time. Wow. It's, it's a very long <laughs> process. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very long process. <laughs> wow. So the editing part is not for you. It's it's the the it's looking through that lens is what gets you going. Speaking of what camera or model of camera do you recommend for people who just try to get started? I, I see you already. Do I recommend? What do you I recommend? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that baby right there. This is a professional grade camera. This is a Canon 5D Mark IV. It has a tethering system, which is this big cable here. Actually. Yeah. Even though on the side here, it's got these two card slots. I don't use them unless I'm out in the field or location. But when I'm in the studio, this camera and this line are hooked up directly to the computer. So everything just goes directly there. This thing up here, this is a big trigger. Oh. This triggers all the lights that are in here. Plus it does it like a whole bunch of amazing stuff. Now, oh, this is what's considered professional grade. That thing is pretty. It's professional grade. It's, it's rail system, tethering system, lenses. These are all pro grade lenses. No, no consumer grade stuff here. So to me, what a person needs as far as a camera goes, it's all about what they want to do. I mean, you could go out and buy one of these cameras for like three grand, four grand. Uh, the Canon, like a 1DX costs like 6,000. I mean, there's cameras that cost $10,000 and the only thing they do is take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most person, they can go out and buy a point and shoot consumer grade and they can use their phone. Now, the trick is when you use your phone, you'll never get some of the photographs that, you know, pro, pro you know, like pro photographers take because yeah. some, some of that is used with lighting. Then you have to have special special, <laughs> very special, special. <laughs> software to process photos. You just, people just be doing them on their phone with all these masks and stuff. But just remember this, 
When a yeah. person shows you a photograph on their phone, that screen's only about wow. It's like five inches, right? Six inches. The mark of a good photograph for any photographer is once it's printed out. Once it's printed out and it's put up on a wall, like <clears throat> I did a photo shoot maybe about two months ago and it, the photograph was blown up into a 27 by 40 poster, which mm -hmm. is huge. That, that's the same, that's a movie size poster. That's, you know, when you go to the movies or you see those posters outside the theater, mm -hmm. that photograph is that big and it's crisp and it's clear. And it has to be because if you take that picture with your phone, they're going to stretch it to 27 by 40 and it's going to be all pixelated. So people will be like, oh, I took this picture with my phone. It looks so good. It looks so great. That's because we're looking at it on a five inch screen. <laughs> yeah. See what it looks like at the suit. It looks like in 27 by 40. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's big. Matter of fact, it's sitting <laughs> in this box rolled up right over here. Right. And that's going to be used for another photo shoot. So, are you kidding me? Is it almost time is up? Oh my God. That's like, you didn't even ask all the questions, did you? I didn't get to it, but we got five minutes before the show wraps up. Where are you located? Where are you located in Memphis? We got to let everybody know. My studio is located at 66 Flicker Street in Memphis, Tennessee. That's off of Union. That's right across the street from the old Memphis Fire Academy. Wow, man. And um, they have to inbox you to find out what your rates are, huh? Yes. Um, they could just DM me or there's a contact phone number. People, I don't know, young people don't know how to use a phone to call anybody. They just text and DM. It's a text. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, got to text. Call. Or they got to tweet, text, Skype, whatever, huh? <laughs> anything anything but yeah um my rates are uh, my rates are very competitive so there's not like it's a whole big deal of you know out here just uh, yeah. I, I, I know some photographers wedding photographers that charge five six seven thousand yeah. ten thousand yeah. dollars i mean like that's the business <laughs> what else you got another question hurry up yes indeed <laughs> I'll wait for another question. Yeah, well, there was like a little delay there, but I want uh, our producer to put some more put some more of your work up there if they got a chance to put it up there. So, uh, uh, that's of course, that's, only that's your selfie. <laughs> yep. I was thinking that day. That was from a recent um, maternity shoot I had done out in the park. That was very nice. That's a traditional. Uh, clothes that she has, and she's Hispanic, and that was they. She glowed. She was glowing. Yeah, yeah. That's me. That's me doing Corona work. <laughs> oh, oh. That's Roland. That's me doing some shadow work with him. Yeah, Roland again. That was some natural light work we had done uh, several weeks back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a crew photograph from a couple of years ago that I set that up uh, inside our bay. I put this big flag up behind us and everything. And yeah, my battalion chief was like, everybody just look at it. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, 
All I'm kind of experiencing a little bit delayed. Yeah, those are wonderful pitches, man. I wanted to also ask you, are you a part of any like national photography organizations or anything? Or do you just, it's just all about you, you know, you're not trying to get out there on like on a national scale. You just love what you do, right? Right. I don't belong to any national organizations right now. Uh, I might maybe one day, but right now it's still a hobby for me. I mean, I do make money behind it. And I think if I had to get out here and hustle to make a living as a photographer, it is very difficult. All markets are not the same. If I went to New York City, it'd be even tougher because there's tons of really good photographers there. So for right now, I'm good just doing it the way I do it. it just, you know, I take photography like somebody that's an artist and just likes to draw. So. Yes, yes. Well, you've been a great host. I mean, a great guest. I've had a busy week, but you've been a great guest on the show. We really enjoy you. you know, tell everybody again the name of your, your studio. You got to get it out there and how they can um, how they can, you know, get in contact with you. And before you say that, just want to say uh, my sponsor. Thank you so much, Ramil. Um, Aesthetics by Ramil. Congratulations to my daughter. She got married last weekend. She is now Mrs. Paul Adam Maldonado. So they are love, love, love. Congratulations. Um, but before I wrap it up, hey, Goose, I'm going to leave it with you. You're going to take us out of here. Let them know how they can find you. Thank you so much for being on Bring It In The House. Take it out. My name is C.L. Goose Maiden, and this is Dreadnought Photo Works. You can reach me right here at area code 901-218-2927, or you can stop by at 66 Flicker Street right here in Memphis off of Union. Hey, once again, Millie, I appreciate you. Thank you. Love you. Have a good night.